Podcast. My name is Jamie Mullins, and we're so happy that you've decided to join us today. I have a good friend of Cross Timbers here with us today, Carlos Whitaker. Welcome. Hey, Jamie Mullins. So excited okay, to be when, when can I get past the good friend of Cross Timbers and just like, <laughs> just, like I want to get past a good friend okay, and just. He's our family. Yes, Your there family. it is. There it is. Our I'm here. brother from another yes. state. State. And um, speaking of that, you're in the Lone Star State, and like, was it last week that you were, were you flying through DW? I, no, I was in, uh, I had a trip to Amarillo. Okay. Amarillo. And, yeah, Amarillo. So uh-huh. I was I was in Amarillo and I was speaking at a fundraiser mm-hmm. and I happened to be at, um, no, the other airport, not DFW. Oh, Dallas, Dallas Field. Field. And there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. right next to each other, there's a Chick-fil-A and a Whataburger. <laughs> So, or Waterburger. Well, I don't know how you put it. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone's yelling at me for how I pronounce it. All that to say, I asked my followers on Instagram, um, which one should I go to? And everyone's like, obviously Waterburger. Yes. And I was like, okay. So I went. Yeah. First time I've ever had it. Well, I was unimpressed. And so I made the mistake <laughs> of declaring this on my Instagram. Well, oh, Texas yes. has a long memory. Yeah. And people didn't let, so then when I got to Amarillo, I decided the next night, I'm going to give it another shot. Yeah. So I gave it another shot, did this whole big thing. Um, and I just don't think I'm ever going to live down the fact that I didn't love whatever. No. I don't think I, I So even will. your second experience, you still were not Okay, the second experience went up a little bit, but here's the only thing. It was, you know, 11.30 at night. Yes. Now, I am in Amarillo. I'm not in Dallas. Right. So, but there was nobody in the restaurant. Like, there was not a single soul <laughs> the entire time I was there. So, the whole time I'm thinking, well, people aren't beating down the door to eat this burger. Oh, my goodness. You know, goodness. but I did like that. I did like that, that the cute little 15-year-old boy came and brought me, like, cat to my ketchup I could pick from. Yes. The spicy ketchup was a game changer. Oh, um, yes. You know, it was amazing. So it took out a little bit, but I, I definitely like would, you know. Carlos, in and out, like it's in and out for us. In I, know, Texas, I know. Whataburger I know. is I in know. and out. I know. So like you probably have some offenses to men. I do, I do. Texas. And there's some people that, that already on this trip um, have all told me, and Toby actually texted me yesterday and said, I'm making everybody take you to Whataburger for every single meal. And I was like, oh, oh awesome. <laughs> It's good. It is not just burgers. Like I'm surprised there weren't more people because usually it's like you have morning time to like 10 at night and it's like burgers. Right. And then 10 o'clock, the game changes and it's taquitos. Yes. Yes. And also the the honey honey chicken chicken biscuit thing. Yep. It's so good. So I haven't tried that. So I'm going to try that this trip. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So good. Okay. So today on this episode... We're, we, we talk all the time about difference makers using their gifts, their passions, their story to make a difference in the places God's given them influence. Um, but there's this piece that we don't talk a lot about mm. for leaders, and that's the importance of self-care mm. um, that we can't for the long haul. Like we're not called to be a difference maker for yeah. today or tomorrow or even just for next month. It's for the long haul until yeah. we go, till we're not here anymore. Yeah. And so if we're going to be leaders for the long haul, if we're going to be able to effectively make a difference, we have to care for ourselves. Yes. So that's something that's really important to you. So. It is. It's really important to me. And, you know, gosh, um, we are living at a pace in our lives these days where, you know, the, the word everyone talks about is, you know, hustle and grind and everyone's just going nonstop. We have these screens in front of us nonstop and we're just inputting information in our brains nonstop. And I just don't think we were created to sustain that. Yeah. I like, if you look at it, well, just look at Jesus, right? Yeah. Now I'm not going to romanticize the fact that Jesus didn't have technology, mm. but I will say the pace of life 
the average pace of a human being was three miles an hour. That's how fast they would walk. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about having to have a conversation and walk for an hour and 10 minutes yeah. to process that conversation before I can have another conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. And now we are consuming information Constantly. at lightning speed. Yeah. And I just don't think our souls were created to handle that. So mm-hmm. what do we do? How do we self-care? How do we, you know, I think the first thing we've got to do is is we have to Sabbath. We have to rest. We have to learn how to rest because in rest is where we hear God. Uh-huh. And so as leaders, you know, th- th- this kind of like a double whammy. So, right. so, you know, I would say that a leader probably isn't hearing from God because they're not resting. Mm. And when we lower the volume of life, the volume of God goes up. Yeah. And so we've got to learn to do that. So I, I think it's it's super important to find, you know, even what I'm speaking about this weekend, um, what, what are the desires that God has placed inside of our heart? Uh-huh. Have we lost um, grip of those things? And like the man at the pool of Bethesda, hopefully I can say that a little clearer <laughs> when I'm preaching this weekend, but but he he forgot why he was even there. He, Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? Yeah. And he gave him an excuse. Yeah. He didn't even say yes because mm. he'd forgotten that he was there to, to find healing. And so how many of us as leaders are, we've just, we've lost the desire that God's placed inside of our hearts. And mm-hmm. so, you know, within that, so first thing, f- find rest, find, um, when you find rest, I think the volume of God is gonna increase in your life. But then also don't be scared to, have other voices pouring into your life mm-hmm. to help you um, navigate. You know, yeah, I'm not saying everybody needs to go to therapy, but I'm saying 99.9% of people <laughs> need to go to therapy. I just am a big believer in yeah. having somebody, and it can for you, it can start off with just finding somebody that you look up to that can uh-huh. sit across from you, and maybe you can unload some of the stuff that you've been processing. But I think we all need to go a step past that and find somebody um, that you know went to school to help us unpack yeah. our thoughts. What do you think it is that keeps people from taking that step though? Like. I know for me, 14 years ago, I was a raging codependent. Yeah. But when somebody told me that, I was like, that's some psychobabble term. That's oh, not yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't need counseling. So what yeah. is it that keeps us like, no, I don't need that. What What is the, the thought in our minds that well, keeps us from taking that? Well, I think, I think um, humanity in general, uh, there, there's a wider net of an answer is just going to be pride. I, mm-hmm. I just think that people are like, I'm, I don't need that. Like I've got this thing down. Yeah. But now if we're speaking to people in the church or people of faith, I think there's another answer. I think that the reason why people in the church, because it, it's almost it's almost become taboo for a Christian to need um, help from another Christian, yeah. from another person besides God. You should just trust God more. <laughs> if you, you, you just trust God more, you know, then, then your leadership is gonna, I mean, I, I have a friend of mine that, um, you know, he was, he was going through depression. He was working in a church and um, people were almost complimenting his depression. Like, like they were almost like, gosh, we see you suffering for the Lord, uh, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait a second. No, we weren't created to suffer. We weren't created to exclude our desires from, yeah. uh, and to run away from our desires or to burn our desires. No, like we were created for abundance. We were mm-hmm. created for more. And so I just think that that um, leaders in the church have a second issue besides pride. I th- I think that we're scared of um, what people are going to think, which mm-hmm. you know it can lean into pride a little bit, but but judgment. Um, and I think the church has still a long way to go to to let leaders know, hey, it's okay to go and get help. It's okay, yeah. and and help. You know, help is even 
I think only half the battle. I think that we need to be going to therapy when we're healthy as well. I think when, when things are good, you yeah. know? And so I think it moves at that point from if we want to put labels from therapy to like coaching, right? So yeah. keep going, you know, and, and um, build some of those tools that you can use, yeah. you know, in the next season. So if we don't stay committed to self-care, you talked about Sabbath and rest sometimes, like for me, rest is running, which sounds crazy to a lot of people. I would rather go run 10 miles and that feels really yes, stressful for me. Yes, absolutely. But if we don't stay committed to that, to finding the rhythms of rest, to staying, to allowing God's voice to get louder, for getting coaches, therapists and all that, yeah. what happens to us? And maybe even from your own personal experience, if yeah. we don't stay con- committed to it, what oh happens? Oh my gosh. Um, you... You, you burn. A burnout is such a, such a overused word, um, but you will absolutely destroy everything. How about that? <laughs> How about you will destroy your entire life? Mm-hmm. And and it's not only your soul that's depending on your rest. Right. It's so many other people that you are leading, your family, your kids, everybody down the line for you, generations down the line are dependent on you finding the desires that God's placed inside of your heart and chasing after those desires. For you, it's running. Yeah. Like there, there is something that comes alive in you mm-hmm. when you go running. For someone else that's listening to this podcast right now, you're right, they think you're crazy. <laughs> the only reason they would run is if a bear is chasing them or a yes. cop is chasing them, right? So, yeah. so but but that's what God has placed inside of your heart. That's why yeah. it's so incredible that we're, we're all different. You know, for me, this is a great story that I love to tell. I might, I might even tell it tonight, but um, I... For, for some of us, we may not even know what those desires are yeah. because we haven't slowed down enough to even figure it out. And mm-hmm. so when I finally slowed down about four years ago, um, a friend of mine took me on this, uh, invited me on a fly fishing trip in Montana. And I was like, fly fit, listen, I'm from LA. Like, I'm like, I'm like half black, half Mexican. Like, I don't, I don't fly fish. But he's like, no, just calm. It's restful. And I was, I don't even like to touch fish. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll go. So I go and, um, Again, I've never held a fish in my life, like ever. I don't even, th- I know I haven't caught a fish for sure. And I'm like the most opposite of redneck as you've ever experienced. Well, I'm in this drift boat. We're floating along. Two days in, I'm, I'm kind of digging the, the casting thing. I'm like, oh, it's kind of relaxing. It's kind of zen about it, like watching huh. the fly go back and forth. And it landed in the water. And the guy's like, okay, let it float right there. Let it float, let it float. So I'm watching my little fly, which is a fly for you guys that don't know. It's basically, <laughs> basically mimics a bug. So it mimics a bug that's floating on top of the water. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget the moment that this like 21 inch brown trout uh-uh. came up out of the water. No. In slow motion almost grabbed the fly and the guy's like, set the hook. And I pulled it back. And when I felt the tug on the end of the line and that fish took off, zzz, right? And I'm reeling it in something woke up inside of me mm. that I didn't even know existed inside wow. of me. So here I was 40 years old, oh my never goodness. been fishing. I, Jamie, I'll tell you this. There hasn't been two weeks that have gone by since that day that I haven't been standing in a river. Oh my I didn't even know that that desire was wow. in me until I slowed down. And so- Mm-hmm. What, what hasn't woken up in you? Like what hasn't woken up that it, because you haven't slowed down, you may not have even found it yet. That's so good. It's, it's, um, it's a game changer. So slow down. Slow to find down, it And yeah. just probably even try different things. Like it, like fishing's not gonna be sure. for everybody, right. but yeah. it's try, being willing to try different things to yeah, find risk. what it is that makes your soul Absolutely. When, when, when Brad invited me, the la- I, 
I'm the last person I would ever would have been fishing. And now <laughs> people call me the red Mexican because like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm hunting, I'm fishing, oh, I'm doing it all. Goodness. And I'm like an outdoorsman and I'm mad that it took me so, so late in life to figure this out because, yeah. you know, I think I could have heard from God a lot, a lot more if I would have been out doing this kind of stuff before. So yes, take risks, um, but you have to rest, you have to slow down. Um, and that's super hard in this it day is. and age. It I really think is. like you talked about the word hustle, but like we- we celebrate hustle. Like that oh, is yeah. like everywhere you go, oh, yeah. celebrating that hustle. And I think I, for me, I know for so long, it took me a long time to slow down enough because I was honestly afraid of what I was going to hear if sure. it got too quiet. Yes. So do you think that's part of too what it, it creates this, like what's going to happen if I actually slow down? Yeah. If I stop hustling, am I going to lose my credibility as a leader? Am sure. I going to stop being celebrated? Like yeah. what's going to happen? All of those things that, that we have set up to identify with, all of those things that we have built little altars in our life of our little mini um, identities, um, they, they are going to be at stake yeah. when you slow down. Um, but guess what? It, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and things are going to... Um, going to shift. Um, and I think uh, something else that you said that I think rings true. I think people are even scared to hear God yeah. because it's like, well, no, if I just kind of keep going on this trajectory, I know that a plus B equals C. Right. And we have this, um, we, we have this idea that somehow we're in control. Mm. But the truth is we're not. No. We're, we're, we're not at all in control. So we can pretend like we're in control until we're not. Yeah. Or we can say, I'm not in control and start hearing from God and allowing him to shape um, to shape our futures. And, and I promise you, when you relinquish control and you start listening to God and hearing God and stepping into what does he sound like? I mean, it changes everything everything. When you begin to understand how it is to decipher the voice of God, how it is to have conversational intimacy with Jesus on a daily basis. I'm talking about crazy town stuff. Like today, I'm in Atlanta. (laughs) I get off the plane and I literally, people might thought I was crazy. I literally said, I had an hour and a half. Yeah. Lord, should I go to the Sky Club in D concourse or C concourse? I I asked God that. Now, some people might think, that's kind of crazy. Like, like, why would you? No, if he cares about the big things in life, why doesn't he care Amen. about the little things? Yeah. Well, I've developed my hearing muscle um, so so much that now like I can hear him answering these questions. And so all day long, I'm in a constant state of conversation with God, which means I'm in a constant state of prayer and it's changed everything, but I never could have gotten to that place had I not lowered mm. the volume and slowed down. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, so we've got rest. That's part of our self-care, but also if we're gonna be difference makers and we're, we're using what God's given us to make a difference where he's given us influence, there's this part about rest that's self-care, but we also have to lead ourselves before we can lead other people. And mm. I remember you talking about that at, Catalyst, like we have to take stock in our own lives. Absolutely. And how we're leading ourselves before we can lead other people. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, you know, um, gosh, I mean, this is gonna go back into, um, I just just believe that people will follow you as a leader. Um, They're gonna follow what you do way more than they're gonna follow what you say. Yeah. And I've known way too many leaders in my life that had the gift of, blab and they actually they sounded incredible in what they said to be honest with you it i was one of these guys oh. for for a long time i my wife would tell me i mean you're so incredible at what you say mm-hmm. but then i would never do what i said and you know i'll never forget one sunday coming home from church i don't know 10 11 years ago i was leading worship at the time and her looking at me and saying i wish that the guy that was saying those things on stage was the same guy that lived mm-hmm. those things out at home. Whew, talk Man. about like a punch in the gut. Yeah. 
how many of us are are not following our own advice? You know, how many of us are not um, are not leading by example? Yeah. You know, and so you know, again, that this just taking what we've talked about already. If you're, if you're, whether you're at work, uh, if you work in the corporate world, or whether you're in education, or whether you're a student, or whatever it may be, or if you work in the church, yeah. Um, people are watching and, and our actions, you know, we hear that all the time, actions speak louder than words, but they really, really do. Yeah. My kids, um, I can't tell them to stop being on the phones if I'm <laughs> always staring at my phone. And now they're the age where they'll call me out on that. Like, dad, you, you've limited me to an hour and a half of screen time a day, but let's look at your screen time. What's Ooh. it say? You know, oh man, it's, it's, it's so tough. Yeah. Um, but we, we've got to, we've got to learn to lead ourselves. And so, um, you know, and, and then I, I would say also that's going to be leaning into even the spiritual development of yourself. Mm-hmm. What does it look like um, for you to grow in your faith? If there's one thing that that God is committed to in our life, it's our maturity and it's mm-hmm. our growing constantly. We're never going to get there. Yeah. And so I don't care how old you are. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> there is more yep. that you can figure out. There's um, there's another step you can take towards intimacy with Jesus even today, what's that going to be? And so if you're constantly leading yourself into a growing relationship with Jesus, the people around you are going to, they're going to kick in. Absolutely. And something that we've talked a lot about with our difference makers is that you are influencing people. Yeah. Like whether you know it or not, or whether you want to recognize that or accept it, no matter where you find yourself, like you just said, 90 or seven years old, like we are influencing people. And so what, if we are, then why not take ownership of it? Absolutely. Watch what happens because we don't just say stuff, but because we lead people. Oh my gosh. And that's the, that's the most fun thing to do is, you know, I would say for me, my shift took, maybe it was about four years ago where I started leading myself in a way that I hadn't before. And I started maturing in my relationship. Um, you know, and now, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording on the podcast. I'm, I'm, we're going to a new church that's um, completely different than any church I've grown up. Listen, I'm mm-hmm. 44 years old. <laughs> I've been a conservative Baptist my entire life. And uh-huh. we're going to this charismatic slash to something, you know, <laughs> church where I feel suddenly like I'm in kindergarten again. Aww. And it actually scared me at the beginning because there was some pride involved. Uh. And now I can't, I can't get enough. Like I can't be at church enough. I'm on the camera team. I'm on the parking team. Like I just want to be there wow. constantly because I'm learning there's new things that are being poured into me um, that I didn't even know existed. And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel like again, a kindergartner. Yeah. It's brand new. Everything's new every so single good. week. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and my kids see it, my family sees it, my friends, they're like, you're a completely different human being. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And hopefully at 60, yes. I have another renaissance yeah. in my life where so good. there's another spark and there's newness again and there's fullness again and there's abundance again. So good. Okay, so last question. Yeah. If there's anything else, if you had all of the difference makers at Cross Timbers just sitting in this room with us around the table, mm. knowing that we define a difference maker as somebody using their gifts, passions, and story to make a difference in the place God's given them influence. What's the last thing you would leave them with that you feel like is important to give them capacity to lead for the long haul. Like, yeah. like you're saying that Renaissance at 60 at 80. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't disqualify yourself by, by putting some imaginary lid on your leadership. You know, there, there's, um, I'm a big fan of John Maxwell. He's, he's like super leadership guy, but he has this leadership principle that I actually disagree with. <laughs> And it's called the law of the lid. Oh yeah. And and the law of the lid states, and I may I may get this wrong. Some there may be a John Maxwell fan that tells me this is wrong. But 
if this is wrong, the the point is what I'm going to say because this yeah. is where where I got stuck. That there's some sort of lid that we have a capacity in our leadership, and mm-hmm. and we can only lead up to that that space. And I think what I've learned, and what I would love for people to get out of, is there is zero lid yeah. over you. there is there is mm-hmm. zero lid over what god has for you in your life and you are you're not there's nothing you could have done to disqualify yourself mm. from leading an entire movement a revival right? you know in your church in you know in your sunday school in whatever it may be there is no lid on you and so mm-hmm. no person that's l- listening to this right now um, in any way is like is beyond the power of God. And so I'm telling you guys, dream. Like dream big, impossible, crazy dreams, and then go chasing after them. You yeah. know, for, for a long time, there used to be this this term, and I'm not talking about like Oprah kind of chasing your dreams, right? Like, <laughs> like let's, let's be honest for a second. Like there, there's kind of two different camps. I don't want people yeah. hearing me saying, you know, go oh, your go, go, yeah, do- yeah, like, like go chase your dreams. Like yeah. if you chase your dreams, then you'll be happy. Well, yeah. the truth is, is the only way we're gonna be happy is following Jesus. Amen. But Jesus has placed a dream inside of each and every one of us. So yeah. if you quiet yourself and you hear the voice of God, he will tell you that dream. When God tells you the dream, okay, when it's a God dream and not a self dream, yeah. at that point, you can chase that thing out full force. And when you're doing that, and when you're standing in the will of God, chasing after your dream like that, the God dream, oh my gosh, I'm telling like revival can take place in this community. I so think it'll happen. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. You are welcome. I am really hoping that at some point on this trip, we convince you that Whataburger is amazing. You know, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I can count them right now. I can't even count them on one hand. I've got at least seven people that have all told me they're going to take me so I order it correctly. So, there we go. So we'll, so we'll see. Look, you guys follow me on Instagram and, and maybe there'll be a post um, where where I have I have changed you my have allegiance. You have turned to the side, yes. our, the right side. All right. Thank you so much, Carlos, for joining us. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Okay, Difference Makers, so Carlos told us today that we, we've got to slow down enough to be able to lower the volume level in our lives so that we can hear the voice of God even louder. And that's what's gonna help us to continue to make a difference, to be able to continue to have influence in people's lives that if we're gonna lead for the long haul, we've gotta take care of our of ourselves, of our hearts, of our souls. And um, so my encouragement to you today is to just explore what does it look like to rest and to be able to have some downtime, to be able to take care of yourself so that you can lead others for the long haul. When we do, just like he said, as, as we learn to take care of ourselves, we are going to be able to live out the things that God's called us to do in an even more powerful way. And we're going to change our little corner of the world. Thank you so much for listening.